What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Road to the Show. I am Patrick Jones, and on today's episode, we have Dan Rizzi. Dan is a catcher in the New York Mets organization. Um, we get into a bunch of different topics, talking Tim Tebow stories, minor league stories, um, Dan's journey so far um, from a college walk-on to uh, catching in the minor leagues and just a whole lot more good stuff. So make sure you guys tune in. And without further ado, here's Dan Rizzi. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Road to the Show. Today we have the man, the myth, the legend. We got Dan Rizzi in the house. Dan, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, PJ. What have you, so you you went to the golf outing a couple couple days ago? We had our alumni golf outing. Uh, what have you been up to last last few weeks since your season's been over with? Uh, you know, I've just been kind of trying to relax. You know, mm-hmm. you play a 140 game season. You gotta gotta get away from it for a little bit. You know, give your body time to heal, recover, get your mind right, ready to recuperate, and you know. I'll start back up here probably October 1st, getting back in the gym and getting ready uh, getting ready for next season. That's just crazy. 140 games. Do they uh, do they have you guys like do some sort of like program or is it just kind of you know what to do at this point for like lifting and like conditioning and things like that? Uh, yeah, well, they they have us on a pretty pretty uh, good schedule the whole whole time, you know, during the season. They pull back a little bit cuz you know you're you're playing every day so yeah you know two two lifts a week usually during the mm-hmm. season then once the off season starts you get, crank it up to four you know and, and get ready try to get in peak shape by spring training i feel like there's there's not even like and really an off season anymore yeah i mean, I mean the off season is about about three weeks right yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> haven't haven't touched much haven't you know trying to stay active a little bit whether it's golfing yeah. or whatever getting outside um but yeah, it's uh, it's short, but you know it's it's fun. You gotta dedicate yourself to the game. That's what I kind of like. I like having you know, obviously you, a former teammate, playing pro ball, and then you know a couple other guys, Bodner and stuff, and all the downtime. I I love to uh, look up you know how you guys are doing, like stats and things like that. Well, um, you know all the time. So your first year, I remember you were in last year. You were in Brooklyn, right, with the Cyclones. Yep, you, you Brooklyn. St- right. You started. Well, you, you won the Big East here, yep. Xavier, mm-hmm. and then you got drafted. Uh, went went to Brooklyn. Um, what was that transition like from metal to wood? I mean, that happened pretty quickly after the draft. Yeah, it, it was quick. Um, I think I'm trying to think of how the we got done with our regional at Vanderbilt, and I think I was home for you know four or five days and then the draft was that weekend and uh i got the call on saturday and i was all excited and then he calls me back like an hour later he's like hey we're gonna ship you out to brooklyn on monday um so you know we'll get you a flight time we'll get yeah. you everything i'll get you a list of stuff you need to bring but uh yeah you'll be out on monday and you know it was quick it's uh it's a different different kind of season it's uh you know college you're 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 practicing and playing every day or but pro ball is you're you're playing a game every single day so you know it's it gets a little tougher to work on things during the season but uh you know it's an adjustment that first season that short season in brooklyn you really kind of find out figure out how to 
how to stay locked in, stay ready. And, uh, you know, like you said, the transition from metal to wood took a little getting used to. And But by the time, you know, the season ends, you get into August, you're, you're used to it by then. Were you uh, at that point, it was a lot of baseball. Were you burnt out at that point? I mean, I know uh, ties were towards the end of the year, at least – a lot of guys anyway. I know I was this year. I was like, I don't even want to see a baseball field like towards the end of the year. Yeah, it's, it's, it, you, you definitely get, uh, you know, you love the game, but um, there's definitely times where you're, 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 you're burned out a little bit and, you know, you're tired. You wake up tired every day and you got to try to find a way to keep going. But, I mean, that's, that's the fun part too, you know, watching. gives you kind of a new respect for the MLB players. You know, right. they, they bring it every day against the best competition and it's, something to strive for for sure were you surprised at at some of the the competition i guess i mean i know there is an adjustment you know the metal, the metal of the wood part um i know some guys say that sometimes the pitching they think is the same maybe at the you know lower levels of the minors but the biggest adjustment is wood um what do you think about what do you think about the pitching was the pitching about the same or i'd say uh pitching you know it's you're facing for all the college guys, you're facing everybody's Friday guy yeah. pretty much every time. And then you're facing their first guy out of the bullpen every time. So, you know, the, the pitching's better. Um, there's really there's really no let-ups, you know. You're not facing a midweek starter sometimes, like, you know, a freshman who's never pitched before, yeah. you know. You're facing a kid who's throwing 92, 94, whatever. But, you know, uh, it, it was it was an adjustment and definitely, definitely better competition at forces you to be locked in at all times i've heard that from different uh people who have played affiliated ball that you know different organizations have like different hitting philosophies and things and since you were drafted um that first year were they tinkering at all with some of your hitting mechanics or was it just we'll just see how you do this year and yeah that's exactly it the mets they first short season they uh kind of let you do your thing you know let you swatch you hit let see what you do and um, then they kind of spring training the off season instructs. They kind of say like, oh, maybe maybe do this, maybe do that. Um, but philosophy wise, the Mets are big on just hitting off the fastball, which uh, I mean, it's, you know, be aggressive to the fastball, get your pitch, and put a good swing on it. But yeah, different teams. There's definitely different teams that are super aggressive, like like uh, early in the count. You mean? Yeah, just all the time. You know. Every guy in the lineup's just swinging out, swinging out of their shoes, you know, first pitch, whatever. I remember uh, it was the Rockies and the Giants this year that we played that I think we went through the Rockies lineup one whole time and we threw like 20 pitches to every guy, like nine guys, 20 pitches, and it's Jeez. like they're just they're swinging. They're definitely swinging. So that's more of an organization. I mean, that's something I didn't, I didn't even know that – I'm sure a lot of people don't know out there is each organization is like they're like telling you guys ahead of time, right? Is that right? What to your your basically your plan? Yeah, it, kind of. They have like a general plan. I know the Mets at least have a general plan for like the whole organization, and then you know it kind of gets individualized. Each guy, you know, I'm more usually more of a patient guy. I like to see a couple pitches, and they're they're fine with that. Just you know, if I if I get a fastball or in the count. You know, they won't take an aggressive swing at it, which, you know, it's, it's good philosophy, which yeah, I pretty yeah. much do anyway. So Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's kind of cool that you're a catcher in the sense that, um, you know, I feel like it, if you hit, like if you hit a little bit, like that's awesome. But 
I mean, wouldn't you say, at least from what I've seen, like a lot of catchers who rise in the minor league system, they're just they're de- defensive first. I mean, you see exceptions yeah, with you know exactly. Buster Posey and right. people, you know, your boy Yadier or Molina. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, would you see? Do you do you feel like pressure um, from your bat, or is it mainly just you're just focused on handling the pitching staff and just playing good defense? Yeah, you know, it's always it's always glove first, especially for me. You know, being a defensive oriented guy, but uh, it's always glove first. But you know, I, it's you, you got to hit too. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, it's, it's, I, yeah. I guess it might be like a pride thing. Yeah. You know, you know I know I don't have to hit that great but you know you still got to hit to get to the big leagues and to move up you know and it's I mean it's just part of the game that I love too yeah hitting, you know you gotta I don't want to be you know you come to the catcher oh yeah easy out whatever yeah 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 want to be a tough out and yeah I mean you, you definitely got to hit but glove first but you know you got that that pride factor in there that you want to you want to do I actually um funny funny story I was up uh the other day at a baseball um training place uh elite which is where you were at last yeah, year a little yeah. bit i was talking to uh jeff gatch and he said that um he went to uh, who, who was he talking to i forget who he was talking to but anyway your guys's first round pick i don't know if it was this year or last year but just absolutely loves throwing to you oh yeah me and justin dunn was our first rounder last year yeah um yeah we you know, right when he got drafted, we had a couple of mutual friends, mutual connections that we knew in the past, and, you know, we just kind of created a friendship right away, and, you know, it's been building. Obviously, we spent uh, the first half of this season together, spring training together. We lived in the same place. Um, yeah, just a great kid, super talented, just, you know, obviously first round. Yeah, first gotta, round, you got to be something right. A little bit of talented, but, yeah, the kid, he, he's, he's a tremendous talent, and it's, it's fun catching guys like that, you know, and... Uh, you know, it's good good to have that guy on your side too. You know? Yeah, you got a first rounder. I mean, he was saying he was like, honestly, like this kid loves like you catching him so much that he could see you rising like in the system <laughs> with him. Yeah, maybe not yet, but uh, not yet. You know, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. You know, um, but I, I definitely love catching him. He's definitely a tremendous talent, and it's it's fun. You know, like I said, some guys made a living off of that. You know, in the in the big leagues, being personal catchers. You know. David Ross with John Lester, you know, yeah. it's obviously not to that extent in the minor leagues, but you know, it's it's definitely good to have that uh, good to have guys talking about you like that, you know. So. Yeah, and uh, the other thing is kind of like you, like you said, the first round pick. He likes you. Um, was he in Port St. Lucie with you? And is that is that where he was with you, or was yeah, he in? Yeah. Colum- were you in Columbia too? He he was not in Columbia with me. He uh, he was in St. Lucie the whole season, and I was. Up and down between St. Lucie and Columbia, um, but we played in Brooklyn last year together. Oh, okay. We so were, he was last year's first rounder. Yeah, we okay. were in, we were in Instructs last year um, after the Brooklyn season spring training this year. So yeah, he's uh, we've been around. We're building a good relationship. So. so I was following you when you were in uh, Port St. Lucie this year. Mm-hmm. Looked like you were. It's so tough to get into, like, we were talking, I think, the other day into a rhythm when you're, like, playing, like, once every three or four days. Um, did you, like, how were you able to – so did did they be like, hey, we want we want you to go down to get at-bats every single day so you can, like – Yeah, so it was uh, kind of that, and a kid was kind of hurt and banged okay. up. And uh, so, you know, I, w- I was fine with it, you know. that That's, uh, that's something that, that was all right with me, you know just go somewhere where I can get 
get some consistent playing time and you know get some at bats going and kind of prove prove my bat which was which was something I wanted to do because the organization knew I can catch but after you know I struggled a little in Brooklyn struggled the first half of the season it was it was good to kind of show them that I could you know hold my own at the plate yeah did they tell you anything for next year like where they where they want you to go or where you're going to be are you going to be back in Port St. Lucie or not sure not sure yeah they didn't they didn't really indicate they just they were happy with the way you know I finished the second half of the season finished strong and you know um, they were they were they were happy with that, so we'll see. We'll see. You, you never know, man. And you can't. The thing is, you can't talk about like the Mets minor league system these days without talking about the legend Tim Tebow. Timmy, um, do you have any Tim? Do you, do you have any t- uh, Tebow stories? I, I got I got a couple good ones. I mean, make sure your mic's on. Yeah, there we go. a couple good ones. Uh, first off, the guy he's a great guy. Yeah, you know, great, great guy. You know, everything you read about online, wherever you, that's that's so true. He, that's how he is in real life. Um, it's a good stand-up guy, um, but in instructs, I remember, of course, before the first game where he hits his first home run, he just got signed, right? Yeah, just got signed. Um, the guy has just like an incredible knack for hitting a bomb in the first game. He plays all the time. It's it's <laughs> unbelievable for the dramatic. Always, always, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, but anyway, he uh, we were playing our first instructs game, and. You know, it's his first time getting signed, and so he's jacked up. He's jacked up, and for all of us, it's after we've already played a whole season. So everyone's kind of burned out a little bit. Um, And these instructs games, you know, you don't keep score or anything. You just kind of roll out your guys and get a couple at-bats, get a couple innings in. Um, So we had this one kid. He, uh, He got everyone together before the game, which never happens. And, uh, <laughs> and instructs. Yeah, yeah. And instructs. Doesn't happen. Uh, he gets we, – we get everyone to, you know, we were on the same page, everybody but Tim. And so we're in the <laughs> huddle, and this kid's, like, getting fired up. He's like, all right, boys, let's get this dub. Let's, let's do it for the, the Mets. You know, Mets on three, Mets on three. One, two, three. And everyone doesn't say anything. And Tim is like, Mets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yells it and he's like okay he goes i see what you guys you screw you guys and it was it was pretty funny you know, kind of ran out in the outfield and he was laughing it was it was pretty funny that is uh, is that kind of weird though that he's like 30 playing with 20 year olds yeah i mean it is what it is it is yeah know. i mean or is anyone like is anyone is there any like type of type of like i don't want to say jealousy but i mean that he gets to play every single day, no matter what. You know, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's there's guys that that aren't happy about it, but uh, you know, kind of everyone just kind of keeps to themselves about it. You yeah, know? it is what it is. It's basically, like just another draft guy. You know? Yeah, you yeah. Get all these guys in from the new draft every year. It's yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's some guys upset, but uh, yeah, try try to stay out. Of that right, area. right. The minor league stories are just. They're they're incredible. Um, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. I remember this past year we were out in my independent team. We were playing in Tucson, and we stay at this Motel Six. Go down there, wake up middle of the night. You got red marks over you. There's bed bugs. So I remember the next night I went down. I was like to the uh, person at the front desk, and I was like, "Hey man, like the AC is not working in our room. I, I need a new room. Like the AC yeah. isn't working. Like, this isn't going to work." AC was working fine. Yeah, I just I was did not want to sleep next to another guy for another night. Don't mean to offend anybody. I'm not nothing against that, but 
need my room. Dude just handed me the keys. Like, here you go. So, I mean, there's ways around the system yeah. if you're smart, too. A little bit, you know. We, we were staying in Lakeland, Florida at the uh, the Imperial Swan Inn. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, yeah. Sounds, that sounds, uh, yeah, really. You know, it was, uh, we, our fr- it was actually with Justin Dunn. We got into our first room, start cranking the AC. We're like, like what? what the hell is that smell? Like, what, what is that? And he, we're like sitting there and he's like, he's like, dude, I can't do this. Like we got, we got to get a different room. Yeah. So, you know, we packed up our stuff. He, I think he made up something like he has some allergy or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we can, we can get our room switched. Uh, and we switched it. And I mean, the other room was probably just equally as bad. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of funny looking back on it, you know, that's such a grind. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, we played half the games you guys did, and I was like, "This feels like an eternity." Yeah, it was. It was. It was long. You know, you you report to spring training in the end of February, and just got done first week of September. You know, you're playing. You're playing every day. Yeah. But you know, it's it's part of it. You know, right. it's, it's the opportunity to make make the big leagues. And, yeah. You know, that's. Uh, I guess if you have to stay at the Imperial Imperial Squad, Inn, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's part of it. Right. Are there any uh, – talk about a little bit about the offseason. Um, are there any mechanical changes you're going to make, like, with your swing? Are there anything uh, that you want to kind of see a little bit, you know, more pop or anything particular that you want to work on? Yeah, I just – obviously, you always want to have a little more pop and uh, a little more consistency in that. So, um just kind of work on hand position for me, hand position and bat path, you know, just kind of trying to create that good level swing, you know, um, try to get some more pop on it. So I'll start, I'll probably start picking up a bat in the middle of December. Yeah. Get back on the tee, get back in the flips. And yeah. Everything. So uh, just try to, try to get it down by, by February. Yeah. That's you, you watch uh any like, do you try and like hook up with like your boy Yadier Molina in the off season to get some hitting in? I would I would love to, but you know I think he's he's a little busy maybe. But what type of things do you do you think that he does that that you're like that you would love to do? Because I mean you're a pretty good defensive catcher. I know like Yadier's, yeah. I don't you know he's like the best of the best. But yeah, like if he a, could steal one thing from him catching wise, he just does. He just looks – he makes catching look so easy. Yeah. And it's it's unbelievable. I guess that kind of comes with, you know, 13 years in the big leagues, eight gold gloves or yeah. whatever it is. Um, but, you know, he, he just runs runs the game so smoothly. You never see any hiccups in there or anything. And I kind of – I think I just kind of try to pick up what he does kind of running the game-wise, you know. Mm-hmm. He, handling pitchers, you yeah, mean? Handling like- pitchers, when, when to go out and talk to him, when to kind of – like try to fire them up, you know. And, yeah. You know, I, it obviously comes with experience, and you know, especially I'm sure every guy in that locker room respects him. Um, yeah, just kind of stuff like that, just the little things that separates him from the minor league players. You know? I tried catching uh, this past summer. I was for a bullpen. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, catching has always seemed to me like it doesn't look that hard. <laughs> it, all you do is just squat down, you catch. It's it's a completely different yeah. different game back there. Like it's it's tough. Like I was you get kind of scared of the ball a little bit too. <laughs> the thing comes in hot. Yeah, it's uh it's a different ball game, but you know I, I love it. You know I wouldn't wouldn't want to play any other position. Do you but, think you watch you watch any big league catchers and you're like I'm just as good as them? Like I mean I think it's 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 about uh, like the consistency thing. You know 
I mean, maybe I have the same talent and, you know, I can throw as good as one guy, receive as good as another guy, but, you know, they do it every pitch, every yeah. day, and it's just kind of that's, – that's what I got to figure out, find out, like, during this minor league process, you know, how to how to be like that, how to be consistent every pitch, how to be ready. And What are you saying? Like, you're saying, like, consistency, or is that more like – talking about framing, throwing, like – because I feel like yeah, when I've yeah. watched you in the past, you're like, you're – I mean, you're pretty consistent to me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, everything like that. Uh, there's obviously, you know, I'm consistent, but, you know, they, they do it at the elite level. You know, I got to, you know, find a way to raise my game, and, you know, if, uh, just just find a way to yeah. know, stay in there and be Can, consistent. Continue to work in. How, how, long, how long would you want to play for? How long would you want to like, continue like to, if you like your idea, like forty, you want to play like another like fifteen hey, years. Man, if I'm if I'm playing in the big leagues, so I'm forty. We're I mean we're in good shape. That I'll, I'll be happy about that. But you know, I, I don't really have a timeline. You yeah, know, I'm just kind of enjoying you know, it, trying to feel it out. You know, uh, try not to put too much pressure on myself, which is nearly impossible to do. But yeah, you know, it's. Uh, is there anything? I'm funny. I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Is there anything that like when you? feeling a little bit of pressure and everything because you know you are in the minors and it's pretty it can be cutthroat mm-hmm. do you to use anything to try to get you back on track from like a confidence standpoint yeah so i mean sometimes i uh, i just kind of go back and look at an old video of me you know having success whether that be in college or you know anywhere um college summer ball is there still video on that um hamptons yeah hamptons, hamptons league, league. Anthony's league. Anthony's league. You know, we got some Northwoods league in there. Um, yeah, just I kind of you know go back and be like, look, like you're you you've done it before. You know, you're you can compete at that level. You can compete at any level. You know, it's just about like you said, having confidence. It's it's tough when you're when you're struggling and day in and day out the ball looks like a little yeah. bullet coming at you. But you know, that's that, that's what I kind of do. A lot of people don't know as well as I didn't even know this till later on that you actually walked on. You were a, you were a college walk on, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I walked on my freshman year. You know, they they said you know we don't have any money for your freshman year, um, but we'll have some sophomore year, whatever. And uh, you know, it was all credit to the world to Coach Googans yeah. and the staff. You know, he made me made me feel comfortable about that. You know, I passed up scholarship opportunities. Oh, okay. To come to go to Xavier and college walk on to the big leagues. You heard it here first. <laughs> I hope so. Hope so. We're, we're we're in the process. We're we're working. Where do you have a goal for like next year? Like where you know, like I want to get somehow get to Double A. Is that next yeah, year? I mean, that, that that I think that'd be the the ultimate goal. Right yeah. There. Get to get to Double A at some point. Um, you know, who knows if that's attainable? But yeah. I, I guess it's kind of on me this off season. You know, try to get as do as good as I can, and you know. Have a good first half of the season, whatever. So yeah, I remember uh, back in college when you know it always be like whenever whenever you hit a home run. I remember why uh, it always be like a Rizzy bomb, and is, I think oh is that because every home run you hit like early on would go like barely over the wall. <laughs> yeah, I remember freshman year. Freshman had, year, that's what a, it was. I had a couple wall scraper or one wall scraper. Okay, that's I, right. Yeah, yeah, it was your okay. I that's think right. my freshman year I had uh, like thirty hits. 27 singles, one double, one triple, one home run. I wasn't uh, – didn't really have, have much pop back in those yeah. days. But. I, mean, I do remember yeah. – I think that was Hayden who, who started using the hit Rizzy bomb. But yeah. then later on, you started uh, – what did you hit your senior year? 
Uh, How many did you hit? I think I hit nine. You hit nine. nine. My senior year. That's pretty yeah. good for, for college. Yeah. You think I was just so. listening to uh, Coach Woods in the weight room? <laughs> yeah. He definitely helped out a lot. But I don't know. I just kind of just was like, man, I want to be – I want to hit some home runs. Yeah. Try to be aggressive, you know. Yeah. Well, why not? You know, I knew I had it in me. But there's just something men- mentally, I guess, that – you know, my freshman year, I, I still don't like to swing and miss, but I really didn't like to swing and miss, and I just kind of, you know, weak early contact and stuff like that. So well, you've never been a big strikeout, strikeout. No, guy. yeah, not really. So, you know, I wasn't I wasn't used to swinging and missing. You know, senior year, I swung and missed a little more than I wanted to, but um, with that came some more doubles, some more home runs and stuff. So yeah, it's kind of that trying to find that happy medium. Yeah, we were talking. Um, we were talking about the banquet um, earlier. I, th- I forget who I was talking with. We were talking about, um, you know, you always have your your senior story. Mm-hmm. What was your What was your senior story from college? Man, I can't. I'm trying to think. I remember we were at uh, St. John's, and uh, we had a guy pick us up from the airport. Uh, I think his name was Pete. The bus driver. You said your senior year? Yeah. Okay, so I wasn't there. It might have been my junior year. But anyway, so we, we Pete picks us up uh, from the airport and he drives us around to practice. You know, he drives us. I think we went to, like, Applebee's or something yeah. for dinner that night. We come out of Applebee's. We're looking for the bus, and we hear like this. And, and granted, Pete's, Pete's an older guy. Yeah. He's an older guy. Um, and... <laughs> We walk out and he, we hear music bumping. We're like, "All right, someone, someone's bumping. Someone's at the at the stoplight somewhere." We walk, we walk around the corner, and it's the bus. Our bus is lit up. <laughs> Pete's sitting in the front. We got of the lights bus. underneath. Yeah. And- Pete's sitting in the front of the bus, just bumping to like whatever new song, new rap song just came out, and we were all dying. It was it was funny. I bet Goose, Goose was not happy. Oh, Goose was loving it. Oh, he was loving, loving it. Loving it. Yeah. He was like, oh, Pete. Yeah. Know. I'll tell you, I remember mine was actually my freshman year. It was me and, me and uh, Michael Moore. Mm-hmm. Where we roomed together. We were in Charlotte. Okay. We, we lost uh, the first game. And then um, he knew somebody on the other team. <laughs> do you remember this story at all? I, I do. You I, me- a, a little, little bit. bit. I don't remember the details. He knew somebody on the other team. And so we were, we were like, ah, you know, we're not going to go out with the team. We're just going to, you know, do our own, you know, go out with his buddy or whatever. Right. And, um, so there was this place across the street from the hotel. I think it was a little bit down. It was, it was. I didn't. We didn't even really. Like, I didn't realize it, but it was called like the Bikini Bar. <laughs> so we we walk in the Bikini Bar yeah. and like <laughs> walk in the Bikini Bar. Like me and Mike, and uh, we look over to the right, and uh, Coach Googs is sitting there yeah. with like a bunch of his friends. <laughs> I thought I was going to get cut immediately. We remember we we went around the corner, like sat down. And for, for those who don't know, Coach Gooks was our head coach. Yeah. So he just happened to one weekend that he happened to know somebody on the other team and go out to eat with them at the bikini bar, which I hope I doesn't get in trouble for that. We, we, so we remember we'd go around, we hide uh, around this uh, corner, and we're just like, man, dude, like, what, like, we got to figure something out here. And that was just the worst. I don't think we ended up playing the rest of the weekend at all. Like, he was so pissed, but yeah. uh, looking back, yeah, that was yeah. that was pretty funny. I remember now Googs uh, installed the the Mikey Moore rule. Okay, I'm glad. So he got blamed. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you he, he knew you were affiliated. I was a just a side. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, on the side. Sidekick, but uh, 
The Mikey Moore rule, I believe, was something like you. If you're going out to dinner with someone other than the team, it has to be a family member, you know, okay. cousin, uncle, whatever, aunt. Yeah. So he, he installed the Mikey Moore rule. It can't be, you know, your your buddy, you know, you're playing at IU, you got a buddy right. at a frat or something. Yeah, yeah. IU, you can't, can't be that guy, but okay pretty funny. well i'm glad i'm glad i'm off the side of that yeah. one more question then i'm gonna we're gonna let you go um if you could if you could catch one pitcher actually i'm gonna give you two questions if you could catch one pitcher your dream pitcher who would it be man uh i would i would probably want to try to just catch kershaw kershaw or scherzer just kind the scherzer of, yeah i yeah that arm angle too from what, the side what what they do different uh, quick funny story about Scherzer. Okay. I was in a big league spring training game, and he was starting. We were mm-hmm. playing the Nationals. I, I didn't play, but I was. Tebow was up there too, and uh, <laughs> he. So he's sitting probably you know, ninety one, ninety three the whole time, um, and then Tebow gets up, and he lets one rip. <clears throat> ninety seven, <clears throat> ninety eight, ninety seven strikes him out in three pitches. Oh. Like, Come on, and Max. There, there might have been. I don't, I don't know what happened, but he must have had a bet with somebody. You know, he couldn't strike out Tebow on three pitches or something <laughs> like that because he gassed him up. Like, like that's a spring training it, too. A spring training game. It was, it was messed up. I was like, just like looking at him. I was like, wow, you will have that in the tank. Like, yeah, it, it was scary. That's. I remember there was a kid on our team who played Double A for the Yankees, mm-hmm. and CC Sabathia was pitching. And uh, he had a bomb off CC, yeah. and he had a couple. I guess CC went over to a backfield after to run or whatever, and he had a buddy over there. And CC was telling everybody, "He's like, yeah, some some minor league scrub just barely hit a home run off of me." <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so very last question: Who's the best pitcher? And this might this might cause some people to get maybe offended. Who's uh, the best pitcher that you've ever caught so far? You've got some good ones. I mean, you had Lowther was second round last year. Lowther. Your buddy was first rounder. Yeah. The Mets. Have you caught any big leaguers so far, like in um, spring training? Yeah, I caught. I caught from Mats, Stephen Mats. He's pretty. I mean, pretty yeah. special. Special talent. Uh, Seth Lugo. I caught a pen for him. Um, but not not like Syndergaard or Degrom. I saw Syndergaard throw a, a bullpen, um, and it was just. It was unbelievable, yeah. and looked like it wasn't even trying. The yeah. ball was just jumping. But man, I've I've been I've been fortunate enough to catch some pretty special pitchers. I, I can't really narrow it down to one, but what, what, top you got like top two. Um, let's see here. Um, or three. You know, Justin. Justin's. Pretty, yeah. He's a special talent. Um, there's a, there was a kid in our bullpen. Tyler Bachelor, who you know he throws a hundred ninety nine to a hundred, um, you know that's that's just kind of cool to see. Yeah, you know, I mean, not everyone can do that. Um, Lowther, just kind of throwing the invisible fastball and just yeah, uh, just to see him kind of develop from where he was freshman year was pretty cool. But man, there's somewhere. so. The, what did you say? Those top three? There's like several who are in a yeah category. There, there's you know, there's probably like a top ten to fifteen that you know I can't. They're, they're pretty pretty even. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll let you get going with that. Uh, we appreciate you stopping by again. Um, awesome. We'll make sure to uh, put the show notes up so you guys can follow Riz. Um, also, make sure to subscribe and download if you guys haven't. It's free. 
And then the very last thing is make sure to uh, check out Danny O'Keefe's link um, at the bottom of uh, Dan's uh, sh- uh, notes, show notes. So as you guys know, we've told the story before, but he was involved in a tragic uh, incident that happened. So make sure to check out that link. Um, trying to raise some awareness for him as well. And awesome. Thanks for stopping by again, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs>